It's bad. Anime. Yeah, you did it. You bullied us. You did it. <laughs> you really did it. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want it. Neither of us wanted it. But now you're going to get it uh, because. Wow, you, you, look, you look even more defeated than I do. And we're talking I... over each other already. This is going to be a fun one. Well, uh, everybody, I might as well introduce the episode. Uh, of course, you're listening to Bad Anime, and uh, we're talking about Redo of the Healer again. Uh, so this is Redo of the Redo of Healer, technically. And we're going to be talking about the entirety mm-hmm. of Redo of Healer Season 1. Uh, because last time we tried to watch Redo of Healer, we got through maybe three to four episodes each and then decided we couldn't do it. I can give you my, uh, thankfully I watched it on high dive, so I was able to track where I stopped. I stopped within, oh, yeah. I stopped within like the first couple minutes of episode five and I'm like, nope, I'm out. And if you want to hear our extended thoughts about the at least the first four episodes of Redo of the, of the Healer, sorry, Redo of Healer, you can watch our first episode on it. Um, we hated it. Just simply put, we despised yeah. it for several reasons. Yeah. I mean, because of the content, because of the animation, because of the music. We just dis- just hated this show, and we stopped. But then, something... Is miraculous the word I want to use here, Bouncy? Because something happened where we got I think, wave after wave of feedback. Yes, we really did. I, I think a lot of people... So, upon releasing Redo of Healer, I think we got a few different things, right? Number mm. one, it's probably our most... Are one of our best performing podcasts of all time mm. uh, up there with a few others. But, you know, it, it's very, very strong performance around the board, especially on all the podcast platforms. And in addition to that, there have been a few other things. We received a few emails from people watching the show. Shout out to you if you sent us an email mm-hmm. um, about Redo of Healer, about how we should watch it again and kind of really focus on it to the second time or the second time around. We also, I posted a uh, Instagram reel on it on our Instagram page at Bad Anime Pod. And that this video, for some goddamn reason, <laughs> keeps exploding again yes. every week. It's just like somebody new finds it and they re-explode it and it keeps exploding. And I think it's at maybe almost like 100K views at this point and some wild shit, which is a lot for us, for real. And uh, everybody commenting on it is either like, oh, bro, I couldn't stand that shit. Oh, my God, that was horrible. Or the comment that I've been seeing much more of is y'all are weak. This show is amazing. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? So all of those yeah. factors all together, including all those emails we've gotten, now bring us back to here. Back to the redo of redo of Healer, where we're going to eat our words, we're going to go back, and we're going to talk about the full first season, regardless of if we liked it or not. And give you right. our full thoughts now that we have the full picture in mind and everything that has happened in this show. Oh. Wow. Um. You know, before we started recording, Bouncy, you had so much life and energy in you. We were having a good time, and now you just look so upset. Um, I'm still riding that wave from the fun we were having before recording this episode. I'm like, oh, God, the, this has already sucked the life out of my friend. Oh, no. It really has. And uh, I, I I, think we were talking about before, we were like, oh, we got a lot of stuff to do today. What do you want to do first? And for some reason, I suggested we do redo of Healer first. And uh, immediately when I started recording, I regretted my decision. But here we are. But and here um, we are. We're think, sticking to our guns. Uh, and we're talking about redo of Healer. Um, so, Bouncy, do, um, do you remember where you left off on redo the last time? Was it when yes. you rewatched? Where did you pick the series back up from? 
So I picked back up Redo of Healer this time on, uh, I think, episode five or six. Uh, I, I assume it would be episode five because I don't think I got to six. Okay. Um, and I think what was happening at the time is uh, uh, Kearu, yeah. the, uh, the hero of recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use the term hero very loosely throughout the show. Uh-huh. Uh, but the hero of recovery, he uh, has now recruited uh, Setsuna, the wolf girl. He's recruited yep. Freya, the previous uh, flare yep. uh, princess of the Jyoral kingdom. Uh, he's also recruited... Um, he okay. The first episode I came back to, he recruited uh, Kureha, yeah, I believe, who is the uh, silver-haired swordswoman, yep, uh, that he fought randomly in in a city, uh, and that's I think where I came back to it, and that's where I, I went from to the end of the show. Where, where did you come back to it, Rob? I came actually at the same point. That was episode five, and my first Ooh. note was another girl, ellipses, great. That was my first note I took. I'm just like, oh, good God, there's another fucking girl here. Oh, no. Oh. So I want to let you know, and I want to let everybody know that I, I, the first time around watching Redo of Healer, I took extensive notes for the first maybe three to four episodes and knew everything that happened. And I could recite it to you from my notepad. This time, I didn't do any of that. I just like kept it bare and raw, just like our boy Kaoru. Um, and oh. uh, I, I just, yeah, I just kept it going throughout and... Uh, man, let me tell you, uh, I thought it was going to get better. And to be honest, in some ways it did. Mm. Uh, and I can expand on those later, but in a lot of ways it got either worse or maintained its same level of revenge porn throughout. I think that's kind of become like the main crux of the show in a way. Like as I made my way through it, they, it seems like they really are, uh, focused on two things in this show. And Mm -hmm. that's number one. How can Kearugusama continue to recruit hot babes to then brainwash and bone? Uh, and then how many threesomes and foursomes can he have in one episode? And also the other crux of it is how can he enact his revenge? And those two things seem to be carrying the show through the very end of it. And uh, with every episode, I kind of had to just take that into consideration and understand, kind of like when when I was watching Darling and the Franks, mm-hmm. like how in Darling and the Franks, they started doing doggy style to get in the robots. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I'll never get used to it. I had to kind of get used to the threesomes and the foursomes throughout the show. Uh, just that would just happen in between every scene yeah. uh, to, in order to try to see where people had enjoyed this show outside of just you know the boobs and uh s- sex uh for 12 episodes straight if you know what i mean uh, yes and not and not only the fact that it was just a bunch of threesome and foursomes the fact that these were two well in the case of freya she was just straight up brainwashed and you know wildly yeah. punished by um what's the name kearu Oh, okay. uh, it, it's like Kearagusama. Kearag- Kearag- oh, well, because well, then, then he changes the name to Kearaga or whatever the fuck. Oh, that's right. Kearu. Ke- well, just call him Kearu for, for simplicity of this. Yeah, for, because so I, didn't get, Kearu, I didn't understand yeah. any of that shit. I didn't get any of that stuff of his transformation because he looks the fucking same, but just bigger. Exactly. He just maybe bulked up a little bit. So what is – and the thing is every sex scene here was just incredibly sad. Because, like I said, Freya was just straight up brainwashed. And then poor Setsuna was just a manipulated child. Let's not glance over that fact. Yep. She was a child of this wolf village that Kearu just completely, um, essentially brainwashed into being, like, you know, his 
and the term sex slave is harsh, but that's what it, that's what she is essentially. I agree, mm-hmm. and it's. Yeah. I, I think that there is also this notion of everybody being his property, which is also a a, a weird thing. And like, I, I feel like for maybe a lot of people watching, it could be like a like a oh, that's like pretty hot and stuff. But I don't know. For me, it was just like, all right, that's a little that's a little weird. And there are times that uh, Kearu's like walking around, and I remember this distinctly in like episode eleven or ten, where he's thinking to himself like. Oh, have I grown too attached to my tools, to my property? Do I care what happens to them? And then he thinks about the bullet, uh, who is one the of the people the that. Uh, yeah, that was the end of the show. Yes, that, that was one of the people who like raped him in his past life considerably, and then he was like, "No, never mind. I don't care about them. They're just tools, and that I'm using for my revenge." So there was, after a long time, maybe a bit of a hint of internal conflict on him whether he views his now lady companions as um, objects or if he actually values them emotionally, uh, which it seems like he doesn't, but there was at least kind of a hint that he he may have some kind of feeling or remorse for things that he's been doing in order to enact his own revenge. Um, so, yeah, th- there, there are little bits like that well, that I was like, okay. Well, let's not forget... It's not even just his revenge because he's driven in the middle of the show by this fetishistic desire for revenge. The whole thing with Setsuna in episode four was he wanted to get – he wanted to take part in her revenge. And he right. gets this weird twisted smile whenever he has the opportunity to help someone enact, enact revenge in some way. It's it's fetishistic. Um, this entire show is fucking fetishistic. And um, – Yes. You know – they tried to make Kearu sympathetic. They really tried to, especially with um, mm-hmm. a couple of characters. Because episode six for me is when the show actually started to get a little interesting. Because okay, in episode two, it, when he carried out the heinous um, assault on Frey, on Flair, um, he did yes. so by um, by knocking out one of the guards and like doing like the whole like. Um, like the the face shifty thing where he kind of stole his face. Yes, there, there was a very cool right. thing uh-huh. where the guard maintained Kaoru's face. Like that's just a side effect from like the magic. That's right. The mm-hmm. guard was so disgusted by seeing his face every day, being because it was Kaoru's, he burned half of it in a fit of rage. And now it's he wears a giant eye patch. And now that guard yeah. who was dishonored by Kaoru was on his like this path of like his own revenge. So he mm-hmm. went to Kaoru's home village and slaughtered people. And he, much like Kaoru, you know, raped someone. And it happened to be Anna. Her name was Anna, or Anna, as it was pronounced in the show. And it was the only woman that Kaoru, like, actually cared for. Or at least thought he cared for. It was the only woman yep. who showed him kindness. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yep. So there was, um, it was a moment where they really tried to build up Kara was sympathetic and maybe I think they tried to make him a victim in that context. I can tell they mm-hmm. were pull, trying to pull at my heartstrings, go like this guy is a victim just as much as everyone else in his life. Um, sure. So I can see why people think that I can see why people might be sympathetic to this character. I'm totally not for one mm-hmm. reason and one reason only. Mm-hmm. What, what is that reason? Kearu is a complete narcissist. Com- oh, completely. Complete. Oh and, my God. And total narcissist. He views yes. people as tools. He doesn't actually really 
love people. Everything going on is about right. his ego. It, you know, mm-hmm. and even with his with his revenge, it's less so about what they did to him, but it's more about what they did to his ego and his belief in himself. So mm-hmm. the whole this whole mm-hmm. thing is basically just a narcissistic revenge story, and I can I feel bad for any empathetic people like people who are natural empaths watching this show because people who are naturally empathetic are unfortunately very susceptible to narcissistic behavior and tendencies you know so if you're an empath mm-hmm. um honestly take this as a life lesson be careful when you're around narcissistic people because if you you know fall victim to people like people's you know bullshit like this it may not work out well for you this is pretty it's a pretty big stance i'm taking right now trying to give people self-help advice in the middle of talking mm-hmm. about redo with a fucking healer but it's appropriate <laughs> so um empath- it is em- it is my- i agree from my empaths out there be warned because there are bullshit people in the world not like kind of like this not as much as a monster as Kru, but you know be careful and Kru, once yeah, you once you um, once you once i realized how much of a narcissist he was and how he really doesn't care for anyone in his life he's only out for himself and his revenge to avenge his damaged ego no i didn't find him sympathetic at all and i found all so yeah all the actions they were just continuously heinous when we got to um in the beginning they actually and there but there was there's only one or two things in the show that were cool to me and i'm bringing Mm. them up in kind of this order for one reason because sure one of the people he wanted kind of to see or you know in this version because the whole thing the whole like again the whole premise of the show for those who forgot what it was or, or just so we can refresh ourselves um Kearu went through this really troubled life, was brutally, you know, raped and assaulted by pretty much everyone he knew, unfortunately. Yeah. But then he had the ability to go back in time and redo everything, hence redo of healer. So in this life, he wants to encounter um, who will be the next demon lord. Because in this world, we have humans, demi-humans, and demonic beings. All three of them exist in this world. He Mm -hmm. had an encounter with the demon lord in episode one at the end of his previous life. So he wants to see this woman again. Right. So what he does, he travels to the city. I think it was called, I think it was called Brianka. And in this city was the only cool part of the show for me. where We got to see this city where humans, demi-humans, and demonic beings all coexisted peacefully. I was mm-hmm. very happy to come into this world. And one of my notes I took was, wow, the two drunks at the at the at the at the back of the table in the tavern are my favorite characters in the show. The orc and the human. Me too. Yeah, just the two dudes. Me too. I saw out. them and I was like, they're going. They're having a great time. They're just drunk, completely of different races and values, and they just love hanging out with each other. And I was like, in that way. Uh, that city that they were in was probably my favorite setting of the entire show and probably the most unique plot point out of everything. And it was outside of every character. And it was mm-hmm. more like, okay, wow, there's like a community where demons and humans live together and coexist and actually live wonderful lives. And then you have the other princess, uh, Norn, uh, of the Jarl Kingdom who came in and was like, no, uh, you humans are being held hostage and being brainwashed by these demons and we're yeah. going to exterminate all of you. So it's just kind of this way, because there, Rob, I want to go back to something you said before about Kearu and like people able to be sympathetic. 
towards yeah. him or empathetic towards his struggles and his problems. Yeah. Um, I, I think there is to an extent uh, a way that you can feel empathetic towards him because obviously like the first part of the show, like the first episode, mm. he, he's just getting ruined. Like boys yeah. just like absolutely getting destroyed. Like we go back right. to his memories later in the show and he's just like, it's absolutely awful what they did to him. Right. Right. Um, but on the other side of it, he's enacting these things and doing these revenge acts uh, for things that technically did not happen exactly um in this world to him but he's doing them against people who are evil in their own right like the blade or the bullet or things like that where they're like awful awful people that are getting their just due but the thing is i think i would be a lot more empathetic towards kaoru if he just didn't enjoy that revenge so much Uh and because Every time he has and enacts revenge, he always just like leaves like with this shit eating grin on him and just going like, <laughs> and I'm exactly. like, he is the villain. He yeah. is absolutely the villain. Like, how could anybody say that this guy is the hero of the story or like the good guy in the story? And if, that's, I guess, the point of it is I that may, there is I no may, good guy. If I, if, I, if I interject, that's the point. There is no good guy. This is a heel. Yeah. Progr- this is a heel program. Everyone in the show is awful. Maybe with the yes. exception of. Setsuna and yeah. maybe and maybe Eve? and maybe Eve, yeah. Who like like, like the demon the they, like the future yeah. demon king or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they went that's the reason the whole reason they went to Brianca was to encounter her, which they did. Right. Which they did. And, and of course, fucking <sighs> Kearu tries to um like bring Eve into the party. You know, the um like the, R- yep. the, the RPG mm-hmm. party he's built, and you know, she refuses to take part in any of the sexual stuff. And he's like, oh, you'll come around in time. And, of course, they just keep showing us sex scenes between him, Setsuna, and and uh, Freya. And it's like, oh, God, why do we need more of this? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just every every episode it happens. And, like, it's either, like, everybody's coming. And then eventually, like, you just see Eve, like, masturbating somewhere. And she's like, oh, I want to join, but that's immoral. Um, so... I, yeah, it's just like that. That's just a weird segue that makes me kind of deem this show um, also a porn in addition to everything else. Because, you know, well, yeah, to be is, honest, this, I, I, this is almost a harem yeah. porn, essentially. It's, 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 a, it's a harem porn for sure. It's a harem porn. It's a revenge porn. But there are many spots that I, I went to the. Um, so uh, the high dive version, I didn't really watch. I watched the uh, uncensored version exclusively because yeah. I feel like, I don't know, anytime anything's blurred out in a show, I'm just like, why would I, why? I mean, like, I feel like I need the full experience. So mm. I watched the uncensored version and obviously it's a little more gruesome. It's a little more like sexual yeah. and explicit, everything's yeah. drawn out right. and everything's explicit. And, you know, there was just a lot of scenes where it was just like him just boning. And <laughs> I I, you know, I guess that's okay. But if I was like, you know, into this, into this as like, like a, like it's a porn, I would be very excited about this. But into mm-hmm. it as just a viewer, I was like, uh, no. I don't know why I have to know about this all the time. Like, I, I get it, right? He has sex a lot, like whatever, man. But then you have those breakdowns where he enacts his own revenge on people. Um, and his own revenge on people varies from person to person, and it kind of is a way of torture porn. It's kind of in the Saw uh, realm of things, where yes. sometimes he's even like, let's play a game, and I'm like, what is this, Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero, bro? Like, what are you doing? And But these games are a lot more intense, right? Um, it's, it's, I, um, I think, we, we, yeah. I brought the point up before, it's like, he's like Season Zero Yu-Gi, where he, or the original yes. manga Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, let's play a game, and 
when honestly i kind of cringed when i heard that i'm like no don't don't Yeesh. don't don't taint something i love with your bullshit and again oh god I, i'm i'm taking notes as we're going because i'm getting so distracted only because i know we're reason. like and i i totally understand for anybody we're like bouncing everywhere right now because i think it, this is less of like a a methodical breakdown of redo of healer and more just like a, a regurgitation of all of our thoughts a therapy session if you will after watching this um and just at a just a regurgitation of what we experienced i guess and what our thoughts are because ugh. The more I think about it on an intellectual mm -hmm. level, the more offended I get, if that makes any sense. I'm mm -hmm. just so appalled by this character. You know, yes, he, he was traumatized greatly. And yes, you know, he, bringing justice to bad people is something I will always support. But he, he kept going out of his way to brainwash or gaslight or just manipulate people who had nothing to do with the situation like why did yeah. he have to coerce setsuna to join his party i know i'm sure i'm appearing very sensitive to setsuna here but she's just like an encapsulation of everything wrong with the show to me or not really not wrong with the show wrong with this character like mm -hmm. this is a very sick power fantasy Yes, and the swordswoman girl, for example, she has no bearing on the story at all. She, she doesn't do anything. I don't even know who she was she, before she came in. Maybe because I the first four episodes, I just didn't really remember as much as I thought I would have. But um, I remember seeing her and, and being like, "Who? I don't. I don't remember." Yeah, I, I watched and episodes. Came I, in. I watched episodes five through twelve yesterday, and I could tell you, she does fucking nothing. She's just another nothing. mouth, another mouth, and another vagina. For uh, Kru to oh, have in his stable, it's gross, and yeah, the whole Eve thing again, like the shy one, you know. I can, I can look over stock characters if you do something fun with them. What I have a much harder time working with is stock fetishes. You know what I mean? You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. one with the big boobs, the average looking one, the one who looks like a child, the shy one. These are fetishes more so than characters. And, you know, unfortunately, we don't get too many character moments out of a lot, a lot of them because we have, for example, after only once or twice does anyone get any character like development. I think maybe Flair is the only one where KR goes, huh? You're you're much more like you know Flair, the actual princess that he brainwashed. It's like you're more like her than I thought you would be, and he's confused yeah. about that. So we we see her getting a little more intense as her journey grows, mm -hmm. and that's the only real shred of development we get in any of the cast that I can remember. Um, yeah, I think it's the development is very much sidelined to her, and I think Setsuna, but Setsuna's development stops very quickly. Um, it's very early in the show and she does get a little development and the, you know, they destroy, uh, they kill the people that are trying to massacre her clan and stuff. And that's a whole thing. And you know, I, I actually kind of, that part of the show, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. And technically, uh, Kearu bought her. So she is his slave. Yeah. And since he helped her destroy those people that were trying to massacre her clan, she is forever grateful to him, uh, and will do anything he asks. Um, which I think after that point, she kind of just became a stock character. But before yes. then, you really had kind of like an emotional pull from her in the show. Mm -hmm. But then after that, and then as he recruits these it was girls, a, as you mentioned, as he I keeps ha wait, I have to stop you. 
only because yes it's, oh it's, i'm sorry it's, it's yes. appropriate right now um it's just a more twisted version of Latifa and Rio from Spirit Chronicles. The the relationship between You're sets. correct. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are correct. 100%. And there is I think as he goes with recruiting these women, um they get less and less character time and less and less important in the story. And by the time he gets to the end, by the time he kills uh Blade, uh, very viciously by the time he kills hawkeye mm. again very viciously by the time he finds norn uh, who is the person that he was like i may not be able to beat her by the time he gets norn who is the who is the sister of flair yeah um or freya he gets her and brainwashes her right and so now she's part of his crew to yeah. the point where like i'm like and he's like, oh, you're my sister now, Ellen. I'm like, nobody else in this party is related to you by name. Why does she have to be your sister that's related to you in this party? And you still bone her. Yeah. It's very weird. Fetish. Fetish. At the end it's of the show. It's a checklist of a yes. fetish. You know, the younger sister It is a fetish. checklist. You're right. It is and, a checklist. And, and also, it's and, just, wow. And now I'm thinking more about particularly the Blades finale. Oh, again, God. again, we needed more fetishes here because they they basically have you know they have um not exactly cross dress or not exact not exactly change sex or not not change gender but like basically they they, they disguise um Ko as a woman because yes, right. Blade has been essentially going around town by binding, raping, and murdering women. You know, honestly, just par for the course in the show. Honestly, to be but honest. You know, that, so. should, that should be something sick and horrifying in and of itself. Yeah. But by the time we got there in the story, it was like episode ten, and I was so numb. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's not a big deal. She's just horny. I was like, you mean, you mean like, you mean like everybody else? <laughs> you mean like everybody in the show? Exactly. And it was funny. I sent you a picture. I was having a couple of drinks while watching this last night just to get fucking through the thing, and <laughs> just cool. And even okay, there's yes. Now I have to tell this quick sidebar. Um. Because I think I forgot. Because I recently did some tremendous beer shopping, and there's <laughs> tremendous beer. Well, shopping. I told you there's a place. It's Total Wine and Total Wine and More. It's a giant a beer and liquor store in um in New, in Long, Long Island, and so there's two halves. You know, because in New York you can't buy beer, wine, and liquor in the same shop, so they have two different stores in, right. in one giant right. complex. So on the left hand side is all the beer stuff. And they sell individual bottles and cans, and they have, like, little cardboard six-packs where you can just build your own six-pack. So I built two of yeah. those. And so last night I was texting you, like, hey, hey, Colombian beer kind of sucks. And you're like, what are you doing? So I had to explain this to you. <laughs> and I sent you a picture because I had this one beer called, oh. called Regular Beer. And it was, and it, it's, it's, it's a white label, black, almost Times New Roman font. <laughs> it's called Regular Beer. A beer that tastes like beer, and but which I, is phenomenal marketing. So, first of all, but what I did it, intentionally to let you know what I was doing, I took a picture of it. I was holding it in front of my computer screen, and in the background was the end credits of Redo of Healer, and you oh. and you told me like, yeah, that very much triggered me. I'm offended. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm sorry, that was intentional. I thought it was funny, and you're like, I appreciate it, but please don't do that again. So what I did was, <laughs> I had a different beer. And I took to, the, to get to the whole point of the story of like whole yarn I'm spinning. Right. I took another picture of a beer. It was called Tiger. It was a beer from Singapore. Yes, I know of it. I've had it before. I never have it until that point. It was good. And um, yeah, it's fine. 
Exactly. I, I bought a lot of lagers and stuff. I only got one or two pale ales from that run. I'm keeping it simple, especially because I didn't want to be hungover for t- today. Keep it light, you know. I didn't want to be hungover. So that's the main mm-hmm. thing. I didn't, want, I didn't want another redo of Legends of the Galactic Hero where I throw up after we record. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, it said you're getting a redo of a redo of Healer. Yeah, so I want to throw up for very different reasons. Um, <laughs> so I took a picture of my drink, in fr- like my tiger beer in front of the screen as a... Um, Blade is dropping the drugs into his um, into sorry into her cocktail when he's gonna try to drug and uh, assault um, Kearu, and it almost worked. There was a yeah, fight. Blade almost uh got him. Yeah, uh, she ended up you know taking him out in like an alleyway and like after the drugs didn't work, she just knocked him out good old fashioned way. Yeah, uh, and he wakes up chained on her bed. And she's about to, like, get busy with him. And then she goes to grab his uh, uh, apparent lady parts. And she grabs it. And she's like, oh, that's a dick. Yeah. And she starts and she puking. Freaks. Yeah, she starts uh, violently throwing up. Yeah, and he's like, yep, it's a dick. I'm a guy. My name's Kearu. I'm going to kill you, but very methodically. And he then just poisons her, knocks her out. Mm-hmm. And then he sets up this, like, revenge plot where he's, like, sitting and watching this stage where he's like eating a wine and dine dinner he's just like eating mm-hmm. some land chops and some wine i gotta wine. say i gotta give him credit the food and wine looked really good it did look really nice it looked really good what a lovely meal uh but while he's eating uh she is just getting violently violently sexual assault sexually assaulted by like three to four um men that are like zombified with their uh, yeah, he drugged, aggravation he- and lust Oh, but he also did another sick thing. They're, they were also starving. Yeah. So apparently they're like, yeah, if you stop boning them, they're going to eat you. If you survive till morning, I'll let you free. I'm like, this is just sick sexual saw here. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, what happens, uh, she tries to do it, but she's not able to. And they end up eating her fully. Uh, well, apparently, I think, she, yeah, I think she like passed out mm-hmm. in the middle and died or like she died while trying to do it. And they just started Something eating her. like that. And he and he was like, yeah. oh, you made it pretty far and l- walked away. I'm like, this is just sick. I mean, bro. It, it, yeah. Geez. Here's the thing. Maybe that scene would have been cool if Rio was like a, a forgivable. Sorry, not Rio. A KRU. <laughs> if KRU was a forgivable character. If Rio did that. Let's hear the thing. Let's say if someone viciously murdered Latifah and Rio did that. I think, holy shit, he went off the deep end. But I wouldn't be as affected because I know Rio was a good guy, right. but who has anger issues. Right. You know what I mean? I would have right. thought I would have thought that was too far, but in this right. context, I just thought Kyara was such a disgusting individual. I can't even appreciate how kind of, like how like I can't even like maybe I think people would appreciate because of what Blade did to him. Maybe they could appreciate the revenge scene. I get that. I can understand that impulse, but Kyara is just not a redeemable character. He's not a good person, you know. If it was a if it, or if it was a morality play, if it was a good person doing an awful thing but for good reasons, you know what I mean? There's no dimension here. Right. It's just terrible people doing things to terrible people. So I'm just ne- right. now I'm like I'm like left just grossed out and numb instead of thinking like wow that was so intense and I think it was wrong but was it justified? You know what I mean? I'm not having that. I'm not having right. that kind of cool moral dilemma in my head. No. All I'm doing is thinking, ew. Yeah, and you know, I'm getting I, I a little think... deep here for my review analysis of this show. I'm sorry if this is throwing people off. No, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, 
No, it's good to do that, I think, from time to time. And I think this calls while, for it. While because, I'm drinking a giant I mean, fat asahi, just trying to... Just it trying is to make, very fat. Just trying to make this episode go down smoother. That is a fat asahi. Um, and at the end of the show, I mean, mm-hmm. we could even like talk about the, the end and give some final thoughts because I feel like we, we have really, really harped on the negatives because... Um, mm-hmm. Because there are just a lot of negatives, as far as as far as at least I'm concerned, um, the show really fails in a lot of ways to develop its characters past the point of uh, they're a bad person or mm-hmm. they're a person with a good heart that's doing bad things. Um, I think by like episode six, it became very very clear that there was going to be very small amounts of character development throughout the rest right. of the show. Right. Um, it was just going to be about more violence, more sexual assaults, more things like that until the very end. And, you know, if that's your cup of tea, that's your cup of tea. Um, but I just think I, I wasn't not, getting not what I needed Not my beer, so that's not my beer. Nope, not my beer. Uh, I wasn't really getting that part out of it i wasn't really getting a lot of enjoyment the enjoyment that i got out of this show was very small but it was it was enjoyment of like genuine interactions between people i think like in that last city that demon and human uh, uh city uh they Kearu started doing business with a merchant in that city and they started oh, to like you know be friendly uh, carmen. i did Karma. take notes on carmen, carmen. i did yes. take notes on him. i liked him a lot he was he was a good character and unfortunately um i was thinking like hey wait a minute maybe he's not a total asshole are we gonna get some actual genuine like maybe if he makes a friend he can open up the introspection and go oh my god what have i done i've completely lost control and i've done all these horrible things because that's what i was waiting for this entire time i was waiting for kru to wake up and go oh my god i'm a terrible person you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i have i am no better than the people who've done all these things to me I've hurting right. I'm hurting so many people. So that's kind of what I was waiting for. I still don't think the show would have redeemed itself, but I think it would have been at least a nice emotion piece of emotional closure. Sure, definitely. And I think like, but instead, uh, there was also a, a way. Yeah. yeah. But instead, what happens is, fucking Kearu just uses Carmen's death when, as you mentioned, Norn, when she gets to the city, she's like, "Oh, y'all, you poor humans are brainwashed." We're going to kill all the demonic and demi-humans, but, but if you're brainwashed, we'll kill you, so we'll spare you. So they just start massacring the whole city. And yeah. Carmen is one of the people who gets killed. And unfortunately, Kearu just uses that as another excuse for revenge. Where, yes. you know, he does some awful shit. Oh, what he did with Norn was disgusting. When, when oh, he- my God. When he made... You mean when he made uh, her own sister uh, just have sex with her in front of him but also and she, then, she like and, he kind of oh he my kind of God. like he did some like weird brain shit or she was just acting out as fetishes fetishes yeah. fetish or fetish his fetish where she was behaving like a dog yeah and that's right nor was chained from the mm-hmm. ceiling and flair was just licking her and groping her and i think that the bet was like if you don't come till morning you'll be free but if you do i'm going to brainwash you and it's like, oh, and, uh, of course she did. So he brainwashed her. Honestly, this yep. is one of the points. I'm glad I watched the censored version. And cause I, honestly, I skimmed through because like that scene lasted like a good three to four minutes. And I'm like, I'm not it was watching a this. long time. I because it also it was I, just I, too. It's just on, too much sometimes on, on the redo version, like the um the in between version, like the 
it wasn't the censored version, but it wasn't the fully uncensored version. It was in the middle one. It still would cut to like walls for like 20 seconds because it was too intense for like mm-hmm. the like the halfway censored version. I'm not going to lie. I fast forward three minutes. I didn't miss anything. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. You it didn't was, miss shit. It, it, I just couldn't do it. I'm just like, this is, uh, you know, because then, then you get into the porn territory where it's like, this is now. Right. This is rape and revenge porn. This doesn't add to the story. It doesn't. We, see, especially it all, by that point. It all. See, it's all just relative, I feel like, to what this show is marketed as, right? Mm. If it's marketed as a porn, then I could fully understand people watching this, enjoying it and stuff like that. But if it's like marketed as just like a, a show, just like a regular yeah. show, then I, pff, damn, getting into it is difficult in that fashion, I feel mm. like. Um, yeah. And in any fashion for me personally. But I, I think d- at the end of the show, right, I am I glad we gave it the last seven episodes that we didn't watch? Um, No, I am not <laughs> glad <laughs> that I, I watched this. But I, I do, I am happy to say that now I have a full picture of what exactly this show was mm-hmm. and how it had basically zero redeeming qualities whatsoever throughout and how it ended. And when it ended, it, it, I was it, like, it, thank God that's over. It seems silly to <laughs> ask, but like we usually try to wrap these episodes up cleanly with the um, question, is it bad? And I think you've already answered with your opinion. You yeah. Fully- um, it's 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 bad. It's definitely bad. Um, th- there is a community out there that has been hitting us up and that has been like commenting and stuff that really likes it and says it's like not even that bad compared to some other things. Some of those other things that have came up, uh, I can actually read them out to you in a few, but like there are some other shows that have come up that I'm like, how much worse could it possibly get? And I kind of want to find out, to be honest. Let's uh, do it. But whether we go, whether we go down that rabbit hole is, uh, is to be seen. But I, I think, you know, if you have any suggestions for things that, you know, are even just more horrible and just like even more deplorable than this, uh, let us know because we, we may check them out and see like how just how bad this goes, I guess, just as yeah. out of curiosity. But exactly. otherwise, no, this was this was bad. Uh, didn't enjoy watching it. Uh, a few things I did enjoy about it were small, uh, but like I think Setsuna's early character development I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. Um, a few things throughout sprinkled in, like the humans and the demi-humans and the devils and the, I mean, the demons getting along and that one city was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Hawkeye was sick. He was a really uh, cool, like, soldier slash villain. Right. Enjoyed his presence until he got smashed and and Kearu stepped on his eyeball. Uh, really enjoyed oh, that. Oh, squished, yeah. Yeah, Ugh. it was pretty gross. But he was really cool for the two episodes, three you episodes know, that he was around. Here's and the that, thing. Oh, that was pretty much it. That was it for me. I For me, it's for sure bad. But Oh, this, uh, for, and for me, the show yeah. is totally bad. And the only things I liked about it weren't actually because i liked them it's because they reminded me of stuff that i also enjoy i I, I, at one point i never went oh this thing is cool i went oh this reminds me of that that's kind of neat you know what i mean those are very different things right yeah the show never really went with maybe with the exception of that tiny bit of world building with brianca that was cool Mm -hmm. The rest of it, no. It, the show didn't make me go, oh, that's cool. No, I was fucking like, if I'm if I'm think if I'm now watching the show and happily reminiscing about Spirit Chronicles, you know, the show kind of did a few things incorrectly. Um, this was bad. 
One thing we didn't touch on a lot, we touched on a little bit in the first time we watched it, but I'll touch on it again real quick as we're winding down. The animation sucked. It wasn't good. Yeah. It really wasn't good. A lot of the fight scenes, they tried to be gory, but the blood looked so thin and it and it didn't even look liquid. It looked like flat, and the color was weird. And you know, we've watched a lot of violent stuff here. And maybe maybe I'm just too used to '80s anime gore that was like really hyper detailed. So yeah. this was just like it didn't do anything for me. It at worst yeah. it, it worst it appalled or bored me. So I still stand my by my ground. It's really really fucking bad. Um, but is it the worst thing I've seen? I have to ask myself that question again. Now, mm, is it the worst thing you've seen? I have to, I have to ask myself that question again because, hmm. um, you know, the first couple episodes were really offensive and I can't tell if I just, if I, if it got less offensive or if I was just so numb, I didn't care anymore. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think I, I think that might be it. That might be mm-hmm. it for me. Um, again, like I I had to apologize to Violence Jack when we watched this the first time. Because, yeah, me too. And I still stand by that. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, you know, this was just bad. This well, was just uh, bad, and I'm honestly, yeah. I'm glad we're. It seems like we're done talking about it. I'm kind of glad we're done because I'd rather do anything else right now. But until season two, uh, okay. Also, the show <laughs> ended stupidly because they didn't even leave it off on a. It big was such build. a dumb ending. Well, because they like, didn't even get to. They didn't even get to what you wanted. They didn't even get to like the because he was gonna fuck up Bullet. That was the one that I was like, all right, Bullet is the one that you know you could do whatever shit to him because he's. Actually, that was the worst thing that he could have. Like, he was terrible. Uh, and this guy's like a like a child molester too. So I'm like, yeah, ruin his life. Like, I don't care I mean, about this guy. It, it and then they just stop from like a hierarchical standpoint because he was. Now it's like, actually, now it kind of does. They kind of did the Bond thing here because um, I always go back to. I think it was Tomorrow Never Dies was the Bond mm-hmm. film I'm thinking of. And if and if you're here and if you're here hearing the plot synopsis. And it's the wrong one. Please comment below, or hit us up on Instagram. Say no, Rob. That was a different one. But I think it was Tomorrow Never Dies. It was the one about the corrupt like newspaper editor who was like you know making these tragic events happen around the world to get some more papers and shit. He was controlling basically all of the world, and he was bending the bending the world to his will through media. You know, he was you know he wanted to like mm-hmm. basically build a world that he could talk about, like you know sick shit like that. And he had a really cool henchman. So the entire movie, Bond and the henchmen are fighting. Bond tries to get to like, like the main villain, and so he, Bond kills the main villain before, like, before the finale. But the finale is actually him and the henchman, where it's wow. like he's like, and Bond's like, "I already won. This is over." And the henchman's like, "Not between you and me." So I kind of get what they're doing there. They're kind of going through that dynamic where like the big boss isn't the final boss; it's the guy he has the much more personal hatred towards. And it's mm-hmm. weird. I'm comparing Redo of Healer to a random Pierce Brosnan Bond film from the probably late 90s, um, which means we should probably stop talking about anything. Um, I was <laughs> I'm Rob. That was bad. Honestly, if you like Redo of the Healer, I get it. Um, be careful. I'm very serious because it means yeah to me. No, I, I, I that's the that's the hard part. Like for anybody that does actually enjoy this, I understand. Mm. I understand 
why you you do enjoy this. I understand it. I'm not there, but I get it. No, and I, I again, like I said before, I think if you like this show, you might be naturally an empathetic person. Um, that's great, but be careful of assholes in the world. That's all I'm saying. Be careful. Be careful of the assholes out there. Yes. Um, I'm going to go pee. Bouncy, can you wrap this up? Yeah, all right. I'll wrap it up. Uh, guys, um, we're horrifically traumatized. Uh, that's it, everybody. I'll uh, see you later. It's bad. Wow. Oh, my God. What a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxasaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss simple equations podcast network